Justin Faust State Farm Agency is a proud sponsor of the Earl Time Podcast. Like a good neighbor, the Justin Faust Agency is there to help you and your family with all your insurance needs. They're there to make sure life goes right. Protect your house with Faust. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Earl Time Podcast. Earl Austin Jr. here, and of course, we're doing what we always do every week, talking high school basketball around the state of Missouri. Very exciting times around as we've entered the month of February. Of course, one month away from the most exciting self. If you get a chance, check out his channel. He goes by King Bling on YouTube. If you're into the games, young folks, Richard really will entertain you with his wit, his charisma, and how he is knowledge of the games that uh, he presents to you. So Richard Austin Jr., thank you very much for all your help as well. Of course, during this show, we'll be talking about some of the, uh, around the state, some of the action on the boys' side. We will visit Nixa, Missouri, a great tournament. We'll come back to St. Louis in the city to the Vashon Winter Classic. It was a big event held this past weekend. And also we'll head to the northeast part of the state and we'll visit Bowling Green, Missouri and La Plata. They both had some big tournaments as well, some good small school action as well. On the girls' side, we will go up uh, above about a couple hundred, about a hundred miles from where I live, about seventy-five miles actually. We'll go to Herman, Missouri. It was a very good girls' tournament. Some excellent action there. We'll talk about that, as well as a little northwest, a Hamilton tournament. And then my pick game of the week last week, I talked about a game from the Parkland area. It was uh, Potosi against uh, Kingston. This week it'll be a big girls' game in the southeast part of the state. They got a chance to hone in on watching. Uh, it was a lot of fun, so we'll be talking about that game as well. But first, we're going to talk about uh, the Nixa tournament. Of course, we talked about the girls' side last week, and it was a great girls' tournament, as we talked about. And much like the girls' tournament, the boys' tournament, it has the same kind of format. It's a great tournament because you get teams that represent all parts of the state of Missouri. Of course, you get really good Southwest Missouri teams like Host Nixa, Logan Rogersville is a good program as well. Hillcrest out of right there in Springfield, a good program. Then you go to Kansas City and you get Park Hill, Missouri. In St. Louis you get uh, Marquette out of the Rockwood School District. And of course uh, and, and then of course from the southeast part you got uh, the Boot Hill you got Poplar, not Poplar Bluff but New Madrid County Central and uh, Cape Girardeau, Notre Dame as well. And then, of course, also in the St. Louis is Troy out of Lincoln County as well. So just a good mix of teams. And it's always one of the great top late season tournaments in the met in the state of Missouri. And it was a very good championship game this year. Of course, it was the host Nixa Eagles taking on New Madrid County in a battle of the Eagles. Both teams, uh, there are the Eagles. And it was the, the green and white Eagles. This time, New Madrid County, who finished second last year, they defeated New, uh, Nixa in a seven points and it was a very competitive game from start to finish. A lot of fun to watch that game. And Nixa, I should say, really put up a good fight, uh, but uh, it was just too much of uh, Jadis Jones and B.J. Williamson for New Madrid County. This has been one of the top dynamic duos in the state for throughout their careers. They won a state championship last year at the Class 3 level. They're 17-1 and one this year and they're ranked uh, number one in Class 3, one of the favorites possibly to repeat again. And uh, They had a big performance, both of them uh, scored over 20 points. Jada scored 27. I mean, BJ had uh, 25, and uh, they're both averaging uh, 50 points a game together in the tournament. So it was a, a good win for New Badger to and, and win a big tournament with a lot of big schools in it. And Jadis Jones, of course, later that week scored his 2,000th career point of his uh, illustrious career.
And of course, he has over a thousand rebounds as well. Just a dominant, dominant performer. Left-handed, gets to the basket, a ferocious rebounder, gets steals, block shots. He just does it all for the Eagles. And B.J. Williamson is just a dynamic guard. He scored his 1,000th career point uh, recently as well. And he's got a penchant for knocking down logo threes at the end of quarters. And he did it twice during that Lixa tournament as well. Just a fantastic uh, dynamic duel. A.J. Ruff is a senior point guard who hit some key shots. He's a 5'8 senior. He's been on the varsity for four seasons. And he came up more as a defensive specialist, really putting good pressure on the ball. Solid ball handler. Now he's knocking down 15, 17-footers. Doesn't do it too many times, but you leave him open. He'll hit enough just to kind of take some of the pressure off of Jadis and B.J. Uh, Williamson. Uh, Ramon Brooks is a 6'6 junior. Comes off the bench, kind of a long, lanky, athletic shot blocker, but hits a 15-footer, and I think he's got a, a future as well. He's got a lot of potential, does some nice things coming off the bench. Knicks, uh, they have a very, very talented young freshman. This is the tournament that really featured some of the top freshmen in the state, and they're all from right there in that southwest Missouri area, and one was Adam McKnight, a 6'4 forward. He averaged over 20 points a game in the tournament, and in the championship game, he had 27 points. Young man was dealing. He was matching the great Jadis Jones point for point throughout this uh, game, really scoring the ball inside, driving, nice spin move, good footwork, hitting off the offensive glass, and uh, really just had a tremendous tournament. He's been very good all season, but he really upped his uh, productivity in this tournament, and uh, he just goes to show he's going to be a really good one for Knicks uh, in the next four seasons. Of course, they got those bookend wings who were seniors, Garrett Hines, a 6'4", senior wing, and Josh Peters. Both of them can shoot the ball. Garrett's more of a can shoot the three, but I like the way he pulls up from that mid-range jump shot, turns at that turnaround from 10 to 12 feet, and just elevates over people. Well, Josh Peters can pull up from about 22 feet, shoots it in transition, just has a nice release as well. They also have one of the better top all-around athletes that you're going to see, one of the most highly recruited athletes that's going to be in the state of Missouri. His name is Jackson Cantwell. He starts at center. He's about 6'8", about 270, and he's a good basketball player, but his sports are really football and track. He's one of the top offensive tackle um, recruits in the country already. He's just a sophomore, but you name it, Ohio State, all the big boys, Mizzou, all the big boys are after him as well. And of course, he throws a mean shot put in discus. So of course, his dad, Christian Cantwell, uh, was an Olympian and, uh, and a tremendous world-class uh, in the weight, weight throws uh, throughout his career. And I believe a mom, both parents, were also a, a great athletes as well. So Christian, uh, son Jackson is going to be a, he's a good basketball player as well. He's got good feet, good touch around the basket and moves pretty well for a big man. So that's a look at the championship game. In the third place game it was a battle of two local teams. It was Logan Rogersville defeating Hillcrest pretty solidly as well. Logan Rogersville really jumped on like 10-0, 10-2 and really made that start uh, stick. They have one of the, a really good freshman, one of the best freshman guards I've seen. His name is Chase Branham. He's a 6-3 point guard. Young man has all. He's got a little flair, but he's got good fundamentals, a good feel for the game. He can shoot it from three. He had a nice step back three at the end of the first quarter. Really passes the ball well. The ball doesn't stick. I like he gets the ball, he gets it out, and he gets it to the open man. He handles the ball. Just has a lot of poise and a lot of savvy uh, to go along with his size. And he uses his size well. He, he faces a mismatch in size. He'll go inside and post up and shoot over the top of a small 
smaller guard. So young man has a high basketball IQ. Look forward to watching him develop throughout the future for him. And they have a big man inside. I like a 6'6 senior named Scott Metz, a very solid post player, real physical, knows how to use his body and post up and get position. Also passes well out of a double team and he'll step out and hit the 15 footer off the high post, just does some good things at the, at the, on the outside as well. Hillcrest, although they didn't show as well in this third place game, they really played well in the, throughout the tournament. Tanner Hicks, uh, six foot junior guard, really exploded in that first game against Troy. He had 37 points. I saw him early at the Republic tournament, really did a good job at attacking the basket. He's got good quickness and uh, really scores well in traffic. And another one of those good freshmen, again, Kyrie Simpson. He's a 5'9 point guard who's got a brilliant, nice future as well. He already, he just has a nice, easy go into his game. He's got good quickness, but he's got a good change of pace game already. Can get by defenders, can shoot it, can pass the balls as well, and just plays it, you know, much like Branham. He just has a lot of savvy, you know, to his game. Uh, high basketball IQ, well advanced. That's why he's really excelling as a, as a young freshman at the varsity level, playing against some good competition. In the fifth place game, it was Rockwood Marquette out of St. Louis over Kansas City. He has a Park Hill, and uh, it was a couple of really good players for Marquette. I was impressed with Brody Owen. He's a very good sophomore guard. Had a good freshman season last year. He's really stepped up his game. He's a 6-2 combo guard. He can really uh, create his own shot. Can get you with the step back, but also a crossover and uh, really can uh, create separation from the defense defense and hit you a th- hit a three-pointer. He's also a good passer. Can set up teammates as well. Uh, played for Team Ramey throughout the summer and he's uh, got a very, a lot of I got a lot of talent. Very impressed with Brady. Another young player named Alex Komarek. I saw him play a lot during with the Missouri Mavericks. He was kind of under the radar, but a 6'5 kid had a double-double in the game, 15 and 11, and has plays with a lot of juice, a lot of molten, a lot of... Uh, um, it, you know, intensity. He really liked the attack the basket, really attack the boards, really liked the activity of this young man as well. And they have a junior named Kiernan Barnett, who's a real tough physical kid at 6'4", around the paint, really rebounds the ball well, can score around that basket, did a nice job. He had 24 points in one of the consolation games against uh, Cape Notre Dame earlier in the tournament. Park Hill, uh, we're keeping in the theme of young players. They have a nice sophomore named Isaiah Caston, a 6'1 sophomore in this game, particular game against Marquette. He started off hot, hit three consecutive three-pointers to really get things going for his team. And he's a young man that not only can shoot the ball, but he can really beat people on the dribble, getting to the basket. He's strong, but he's got good speed and quickness. And then when he's knocking three-point shots down, that makes you very tough to guard as well. Yes, young man named Cameron Jones who can also shoot the basketball, really moves well, has a nice release on his shot, and uh, impressed with his ability to shoot the ball as well. The remaining two teams, as we talked about, Troy Buchanan High School and Notre Dame out of Cape Girardeau. Troy, of course, is a team that was in the Final Four last year, finished in third place, kind of rebuilding. They lost a 
lot of talent, a lot of firepower off that team. But the one returning starter on that team is a good one. It's Andrew Moore, a 6'2 junior guard. He's already scored 1,000 points in his career, and he still has a long way to go to play. And he was one of the leading scorers in the tournament, averaged over 20 points a game. And he's doing it knowing that he's the number one, two, and three option on the opposing team's scouting report. He's facing boxing ones, double teams, triple teams, but he's still getting his buckets and still doing a good job making an effort to make his, you know, get his uh, younger, more inexperienced teammates involved in the action as well. So he's a very impressive player as well. And it's just a very impressive family. The older brother was part of that Final Four team. Got a younger sister who's on the girls team that's one of the best in the state as a freshman. And of course, dad was a former head coach at Troy, teaching the kids how to play basketball very well. And Notre Dame has a young man named Colton Johnson, who's a six-foot shooting guard. He's a junior, and he showed how he could shoot that basketball, shoots the three, and he just recently became the school's all-time leading three-point shooter at Cape Notre Dame as well. Very talented junior for Cape Notre Dame. So let's look at what we saw at the Nixa tournament. Now we're going to go northeast to the Bowling Green tournament, some small schools, but uh, very impressive uh, championship game. Two teams that are part of the same EMO conference, Eastern Missouri Conference. It was Van Farr against Clopton. Clopton, of course, coached by my man Tony Francis, of course, former St. Louis University, Billiken's women's assistant coach, doing a heck of a job at Clopton. But on this day, it was Van Farr taking the championship, defeating Clopton 60-46. to And it was a close game, but in the fourth quarter, Quarter. Second half of mainly the fourth quarter, Van Farr really took a stranglehold of that game and uh, sprinted to the victory. They have a young guard named Nikos Conaway, who's been a starter for four years, plays for his dad, Pat, who's done an excellent job, won a state championship five or six years ago at Van Farr. And uh, Nikos has been a starter since his freshman year. He's 5'9", 5'10", but he plays bigger. He likes to get in that basket, around that basket, and he can score. He gets at two feet in the lane. He can get you at up fakes, pump fakes, draw fouls, and and he can put it on the floor, and of course you leave him open, he can knock down a three-point shot. He's been doing it ever since his freshman year, and uh, he's had a tremendous career at Van Farr. Got a young man who's on the scene now, a sophomore named Pacey Redding. He's a 6'4", kind of a wing player, can play the small forward guard. He's really developed into that strong second player for him. He's had some big games as well in the semifinals. He had 27 points. He had 16 in the championship game. He's very impressive. It was the first time I've seen him play, and uh, he hits the corner three, but he's very aggressive going to the boards, getting offensive putbacks. He cuts well off the ball. He's strong. He can post up, use his size inside, and just a good all-around offensive player. So that's a good one-two punch they have at Van Farr. No surprise that they won the championship. Also, a young man named Carter Jennings that really got this championship game going. Uh, didn't score as much as the other two, but first two possessions, he knocked down three points shots and kind of got things going for uh, his team. Of course, we've seen Clopton before, and when you talk about Clopton, you talk about the Evans brothers. Kane Evans, of course, he's a younger brother. He's a 6'3 uh, forward junior 
uh, just a good, uh, anything around 15 feet, he's really, he's money. He can put it on the floor, hit the jump shot, but he's strong around that basket. Uh, good moves. But when you talk about strong, you talk about big brother Cash, who's a 6'4", big whopper in the middle, 6'4", but he's got good hands and he moves people around like furniture. Always enjoy watching him play. So anything that Clopton does, excess, it's it's carried by the, the Evans brothers as well. And they, once again, getting to another championship game appearance as well in the third place game it was Winfield over Bowling Green and uh, Winfield won pretty convincingly they were led by Brady Creech who's the all-tournament team he scored 21 points in the third place game he was a 5'10 senior guard very impressive young man uh, uh, really did a good job working around the basket getting himself to the free throw line I believe he shot 10 made 10 or 11 free throws but he's also a good passer really sets up teams he's got good speed and He's a ball hawk as well. Caden Palmer is a 6'2 senior, had a big game as well. He had 18 points, and he also hustles for loose balls, hustles for rebounds, moving without the basketball, and plays with a lot of energy. He has a high motor. On the other side, Jace Askew from Bowling Green. It's one of the more impressive offensive players, one of the more impressive players I saw individually at that tournament. He's a 6'4 junior, kind of a wing player, play, kind of could play any position on the floor. He was facilitating for his team, but obviously he was their leading scorer. He was hitting three-point shots, and he drives well, finds open guys on the cuts, and uh, just kind of does a lot of good things for Bowling Green. He's one of the better players in that eastern Missouri area. Very impressive young man, excellent player. His name is Jace ask you so excellent player so we're going to stay with uh that's a look at uh, what's going on at bowling green uh let's see what else we got here we're going to start stay go to st louis and uh one of the big events was the vashon winter classic and uh, I got a chance to catch a couple of those games. I didn't get a chance to catch every game since uh, I had to go St. Louis University duty that night. But the one b- big game I did catch uh, I really had interest in was uh, a-, a big battle between Springfield Central. They were they came down to St. Louis to take on Webster Groves, and uh, the game lived up. It was a great matchup, evenly matched. It was from start to finish Webster Groves ended up taking a 59 to 55 game which the game was just fun to watch Springfield Central is a very entertaining team and they've established themselves as the best team in Springfield this year they've defeated Nixa they've defeated Kickapoo something they haven't done in many years they've done both this year and they have great entertaining players Tyreek Brooks one of the big show-stopping, high-flying players in the state of Missouri had a big one-hand tomahawk alley-oop dunk off a beautiful assist from Keon Epps with an outstanding junior point guard, one of the best point guards in the state. They had a young man named Bryce Walker. He had three or four dunks on the low post. They had a young man named Rue Wells who had a one-hand tip dunk at the end of the third quarter. And then, of course, they shoot a lot of threes. Devin Sanford was swishing home three-point shots. So it was a fun team to watch. And I was glad to see them in person. I've seen them on tape or on the stream a few times. But I was glad the Coach Epps brought his team down to face a very good Webster team, which was able to hold on. And, of course, they were led by their dynamic duo of uh, a senior Isaiah Purvey, the big physical 6'4", senior forward, scores inside, handles the ball, and can also uh, – 
shoot it from the three-point range and facilitate. And, of course, the Mercurial freshman, Scotty Atkinson, he scored 17 points to lead the Statesman. And uh, he hit some big baskets. hit a big corner three to tie the game. And, uh, of course, his, his bailiwick is driving and attacking that basket, almost Westbrook-like in his uh, aggressiveness getting to the basket. So it was an excellent ball game. And congratulations to both of those teams. In the opening game, uh, it was John Burroughs taking on Granite City from the Metro East Illinois. And uh, this one was John Burroughs from start to finish. And uh, they were led by their dynamic Twin Towers duo of uh, Tristan Reed, a 6'8 sophomore, and Sheik Pearson, a 6'9 sophomore. And they both dominated. Tristan had 31 points. And uh, Sheik had 21 points. And uh, Tristan's really up. He's really elevated his game. He gets the ball. He's trying to dunk everything. It's really fun to watch. He just gets the ball, doesn't mess around. I'm going to dunk it. Of course, his older brother, Terrace Reed Jr., is a heck of a player at the University of Michigan for Jawan Howard. So, yeah, Tristan's really just a sophomore. And Sheik's just coming off an injury. He broke a a wrist, and he's back. He's been back about a couple of weeks now, and uh, he's doing a nice job as well. So, and Burroughs has a good all-around team as well. They got good shooters as well. Ramsey Salem's a good senior guard. Owen Walther's an excellent shooter. DJ Johnson's a all-around 6'5 forward. So look for them in class, one of the class four teams to watch down the road. Of course, a couple of games, Staley defeated University City. This was a good matchup. It was a very good matchup. Staley's a team which won the state championship last year, and they graduated a lot of people, three Division One players. So they're kind of retooling, not rebuilding, because there's good talent there, but retooling. Of course, they got Chris Neff, one of the best coaches around. So they did a nice job against a U-City team that's been playing pretty good basketball as well. And it start, it's the beginning of a good week for Staley, which I'll tell you in a couple of minutes after I finish with this report on the class and of course Chaminade another uh, team that kind of struggled with us playing a tough schedule but they picked up a big win against Chicago St. Louis 51-50 and they got some good guard play Johnny Jordan a sophomore who missed last year with uh, ACL really is looking really good shooting the ball handling it and uh, really excellent Colin Keller also shooting the ball from three Colin Perry a junior guard has been very consistent all season long and in the nightcap the Vashon Wolverines, the host team, really uh, had a big victory over Cape, a very talented Cape Girardeau Notre Dame team. Vashon, of course, ranked number one in class four, playing a rare game. They've been traveling all over the country playing in national events, so I'm sure it was a, it was a lot of fun for a lot of the local fans uh, to see Vashon played. And you could see the representation. There was blue and white alums from all classes from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and in the 21st century, all in blue and white there to see the V in action uh, at the house there so on cast. So uh, a great event. Of course, Tony Irons, wonderful job putting this all together. And uh, it's been a good fun to get in. Last year, I was able to pitch all of it and uh, always enjoy uh, them bringing home, bringing teams from, you know, Chicago, Kansas City, the Boot Hill, and of course, St. Louis. So a good, well-attended event as well. Of course, as I talked about, it was a good springboard for Staley 
Because during the week, uh, Staley not only defeated uh, University City, but then they returned home to Kansas City and picked up a couple of big victories. They defeated Lee Summit West, which preseason is one of the top teams in the state of Missouri. Then they beat a very talented North Kansas City team as well. So it was a tremendous weekend for the Staley Falcons with three very impressive victories. And then, of course, Vashon and Chaminade, uh, three days later, played a big game right back there at Vashon on cast, and it was Chaminade pulling out a, a come-from-behind victory, 61-57 to 57 over the V, and this was a team, for Sha, I mean, Chaminade trailed by uh, as many as 15 points in the game and uh, really walked them down and took control in the second half, third, late third, fourth quarter, and held on for the victory, and once again, it was Johnny Jordan and Colin Keller, their nice backcourt, having very big games for uh Shamanad uh, as well, whereas uh, Vashon, of course, Nasir Binion, a 6'4", transfer from CBC, really coming on, really giving some athleticism up front to complement 6'8", Nicholas Randall, and of course, their excellent backcourt of Christian uh, Williams and Trey Williams as well. So that's a look at what was going on at, in St. Louis at the Vashon Winter Classic. When we return, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with the girls around the state after this word from Prep Hoops, Missouri. Basketball season is here, and if you want the best statewide coverage, check out our websites, Prep Hoops, Missouri, and Prep Girls Hoops, Missouri. Whether it's in the big cities or small towns or Class 1 all the way up to Class 6, our Prep Hoops websites will cover the action on a year-round basis with evaluations and player rankings. And make sure to take advantage of our special deal where you can get 30% off your first subscription. Just enter EarlTime30 in the coupon code and get your discount and follow the great players of the Show Me State. If a kid's got game, Prep Hoops and Prep Girls Hoops, Missouri has your name. Get your subscription today. And welcome back to the Earl Time Podcast. And of course, in Prep Hoops and Prep Girls Hoops, we're going to have our uh, updated rankings coming up, especially our new rankings in the class of 2027, boys and girls. And of course, we'll update class of 2026 and class of 2025. So uh, if you get a chance, uh, subscribe and see where your favorite players stack up with the rest of the state as well. That's a lot of good players. And of course, a lot, lot, it's a fluid because it's always a fluid with the rankings. It's always a lot of fun. People get a chance to compare and talk. And if you want to squawk about it, that's fine. You got opinion. Everybody's got opinions. So uh, it's a lot of fun too. So that's something we're working on uh, as well. We'll be getting out the 20, the class of 2027 the freshmen uh, sometime next week as well and throughout the month of February and uh, in the early March. So look out for those at Prep Hoops and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri. Back to the girls' action now. I had a chance to uh, visit wine country, Herman, Missouri, home of all the great wineries and stuff as well. And, of course, there was some good basketball going on. Of course, they had a boys' and girls' tournament. I had a chance to—I went the night Friday night of the girls' tournament championship, and I saw three very good games and uh, some high-level action as well. And in the championship game, we had Lutheran St. Charles against Rolla, and you had two teams that were ranked in the top five in the state of Missouri in class five. Of course, Lutheran St. Charles was ranked number one in the state, and Rolla ranked number uh, four, I believe, going into that game as well. And the game lived up to two teams uh, of that level as well. Lutheran St. Charles came away with a victory 55-50. It was competitive from start to finish. They 
there was big shots being made. It was physical play to the point where things were getting a little bit chippy out there as well, as you would see in uh, two high-level competitive teams playing for a championship. And uh, both teams really showed out well. Good crowd on hand as well as uh, uh, Lutheran St. Charles and Rolla put on a good show in this championship game. Of course, the MVP of the tournament was uh, All-Stater Jordan Spicer for Lutheran St. Charles. She scored a game-high 25 points and really got big buckets when her team needed it because Rolla really pushed him to the limit. Each time Rolla may take the lead or tie the game, Jordan would hit a three, or she really did a nice job attacking the basket, big moves, scoring with her left hand around that basket and just made one big shot after another. Kyrie Franklin, also a sophomore guard for uh, Lutheran St. Charles, made the all-tournament team. And, of course, she may, probably made the big defensive play of the game. Kyrie always has a, a, a habit of making big plays and big games. She did it in the state championship last year. And uh, Farrell had a last chance to tie at one possession, and Kyrie jumped in front of a pass and stole it. And uh, that's what Kyrie Franklin does. Kennedy Stowers, is a 6'2 sophomore, also a member of the all-tournament team as well. Rolla was led by a young man lady named Willow Gideon, a 5'10 senior guard. She had 21 points, and she did an excellent job matching Jordan Spicer point for point. I mean, she was making big shots as well. She's one of the better three-point shooters in the state of Missouri, and she was knocking shots down, really driving, and uh, really had herself a good game as well. Risa Martin, a 5'9 senior guard, also had an excellent tournament, excellent game, and she was a, a member of the all-tournament team as well. Another young senior, a senior, Corey Alcorn, a five foot eight uh, senior guard, more of a point guard, a real athlete. Really, kind of the intensity uh, left really raises the intensity level of her team. Really gets after it as well, and she really made some nice passes off the dribble drive as well. Some nice no-look feeds, threaded the needle in traffic, which led to layups for her team and really had a few big buckets down the stretch as well. Two very good teams really enjoyed the game and look forward to seeing what they can do down the road as well. I'm sure both of them have high aspirations of uh, doing some stuff in the Class 5 State Tournament in a month or so. In the third place game, we have another good game. It was Owensville taking on Montgomery County. And in this game, Owensville, uh, the Lady Dutch girl, the Dutch girls defeated Montgomery County. And it's a family affair as it is just about every night for Owensville. It was the cousins, Daniels, Emma Daniels, who's a senior, and her cousin, Allie Daniels, a junior. Emma had 21 points and, uh, uh, Allie had, I believe, 15 or so in the game, and uh, both have been uh, the linchpin of Owensville's attack for the past couple of seasons. Of course, they were coached by John Van Leer this year, of course, who had a great career on the boys' side at Pacific, uh, coaching his sons, among other great players at uh, Pacific, and he's doing a nice job with the Owensville girls as well. Montgomery County, this is my first time seeing them in person, and uh, they have a really good point guard I really like, named Malia Rogers, uh, Five eight point guard, and she's really good at breaking it down off the dribble. If you need to get to the basket, she can do it. I mean, she's got that a little crossover, a little in and out move, whatever it takes. She's going to get to the basket and can shoot it as well, and also create an opportunity for her teammate. And of course, earlier, later that week, of course, she became the school's all time leading scorer as well. And I can see why. She's a fantastic point guard. She's headed the State Fair Community College. 
Olivia Shaw is a 5'9", 5'10", senior uh, forward who's really improved her game. She's really become a steady offensive player around that basket, has a nice touch, shoots it off the glass, and also hits the 15-footer as well, can come off the dribble and hit the jumper in the lane as well. Another good senior is Maddie Quetham, who's a 5'6 guard who can really shoot the basketball. I watched her quite a bit with Team Blackout during the summer, and uh, she really shoots it from three-point range when she gets a good look. She really improved her ball handling, too. She made some nice plays attacking the basket and drawing the defense and finding an open teammate around the basket as well. So uh, young ladies really continue to improve and is showing that she's more than a, a shooter as well. So uh, Montgomery County, a good team uh, to watch. I believe they're in Class 3. They were ranked uh, third or fourth in Class 3 going into this tournament. In the fifth place game, it was two uh, Four Rivers Conference teams. It was Herman, the host, playing New Haven, and uh, Herman comes away with a victory. Uh, Herman, uh, it was a close, uh, New Haven pretty much led for three quarters. Then Herman slapped on a full court press and really just flipped the game on its head. Uh, steal after steal after steal, layup after layup after layup, and they end up winning 51 to 39. And leading the, uh, the charge was Ava Miles, a five foot 10 junior uh, a guard, really good player all around. Lefty, she plays point guard for the team, but she's also their scorer, their rebounder, their facilitator. And she was the one defensively that which turned the game. I said on the Twitter that she pulled a Elena Beard. If you know Elena Beard, she was one of the greatest players in the history of the ACC at Duke. And she was just a monster defensive player with pickpockets and steals and uh, just wreak havoc defensively as well. And Ava kind of did that on three consecutive possessions. She got three steals, which lit, and she got converted them all into fast break layups. One was she just picked the young lady's pocket at half court. And I think that just kind of shook the other team that time. And then everybody just kind of started. It was a feeding frenzy from there. But uh, Ava's a really good player, a really good player, and uh, uh, just a junior. They also have a young lady named Kennedy Withhouse, a five foot four junior guard who can really shoot it from long distance. I mean, she doesn't hesitate. She can pull that baby from uh, the volleyball line, and she hit three of those during the night. Also had a nice little baseline drive jumper over a couple of taller defenders as well. So it's a good win for Herman. New Haven's a team that's always had good, solid girls basketball. Last year, of course, they uh, made it to the Final Four of the state tournament. This year, they're led by a, a senior post player named Elena Lagerman, a six-foot uh, post player. She had 20 points in the game. I was very impressed with her game. She has some good moves. She gets the ball, can go over left shoulder, right shoulder. She even had a little shimmy shake uh, to fake the defense out and uh, and uh, score around that basket. And so she's been a consistent uh, inside threat for the Lady Shamrocks throughout the season. Also, they have another six-foot, a good size, Aubrey Meyer. She's more of an all-purpose player. She's six Six feet tall, but she she's pretty much their uh, chief ball handler. You know, she handles it against the press and uh, uh, she passes the ball. She's their leading rebounder, defends well. She blocks shots inside. So she kind of does a little bit of everything uh, for that team as well. And, and at six feet, when you can do, have somebody that can fulfill, wear all those kind of hats, it really makes the team better. And they have a senior shooter named Liz Lukey, uh, Lucky, 5'9", and she had three threes on the game. She opened the game with a nice three-pointer from the wing and uh, she had a 
couple late in the game to try to bring her team back from a deficit as well. So I uh, look for New Haven in Class 2. There's a lot of good Class 2 teams, so uh, they're a pretty solid team as well. Or Northwest, we went to the Hamilton Tournament. I really wanted to get a look at Lathrop High School. Of course, they are a team that's one of the ranked, and I believe in Class 3, they've been in the top 10, and they're still one of the few undefeated teams left in the state of Missouri. And, of course, they won this tournament very impressively over South Harrison. And uh, Lathrop is uh, now 16, 17-0, I believe, on the season. And uh, they have a couple of girls that have been mainstays in the program for the last couple of years that I've watched them. One is a senior point guard named Kylie Bean, who's uh, 5'7", and she's a really good pass-first point guard. She really, whenever she's dribbling, penetrating, she's really looking for the open teammate probing. And uh, she puts the ball on the money with her left hand and uh, just a very unselfish player. She can score as well, but she's just a very unselfish floor leader, organizes the team, gets everybody in position, and gets them the ball, most importantly. And the other senior is a young lady named Caitlin Morgan, who's a 5'9 forward. And in the championship game, she really turned the game around early. Uh, uh, South Harrison really got got things going early in the game. They were up by eight or nine points. And in the second quarter, Caitlin Morgan just took the game over. Uh, Three-point plays, scoring around the basket, steals and layups, and uh, uh, just really, uh, you know, just took control of things. And from that point on, Lathrop was on the move and uh, cruising to another uh, victory as well. The young lady that's really kind of taken into another level is a freshman named J.C. Kessenavoid. I hope I'm saying that right. She's a 5'8 freshman forward, and she's, at, she's the Mules' top scorer this year. And uh, she's a great athlete. I mean, the young lady is not only an athlete, but she plays with a great motor as well. She's getting that ball, and she's going coast to coast. She's getting on the offensive boards. Uh, she just uh, really just brings a lot of energy to go along with her offensive skill set. And uh, uh, she doesn't play like a freshman. I mean, she fits right in with a veteran team as well. And it's really taken a very good team to a, another level as well. So and everything seems to fit as well. And they're, they're playing some very good basketball as well at 16-0. and 0. South Harrison has a young lady I've always enjoyed watching. I watched her play at this tournament last year. Her name is Hannah Carter. She's a 6'1 senior forward. She was an all-state player last year, and uh, she's fantastic around that basket. She really does a good job of uh, catches the ball. She's very patient around the basket, has a good touch, has good moves, but now she's extended her game. She'll handle the ball. She'll catch the ball and facilitate and just kind of uh, – just does a good job finding open people because she'll see the double and triple team, but she'll find her open teammates. And then on defense, she's a good shot blocker as well. A very impressive young lady. In the third place game, it was Savannah over East Buchanan. Uh, Savannah, a couple of players on both teams. Ryan Schrick was uh, Savannah's best player on this game. And then East Buchanan had a young lady named Hillary Elephants, a 5'8 senior guard who plays with a lot of versatility. Very impressive player as well. Of course, we talked about the pick game. I always kind of kind of zone in on a, a game. Last year week, it was a boys game. This week, it was a really good girls game matchup in the Boot Hill. And it was Donovan High School against Cape Girardeau, Notre Dame. Donovan, of course, is undefeated. Six, they went in this game 16-0, ranked number one in 4A. And Cape Girardeau, Notre Dame, they were ranked number five in 4A. They've lost a few games because they've really beefed up their schedule. They played in the visitation tournament, and they've really played some really 
really uh, big-time big teams and Carnage Words, Live for Life, you have it, Cardinal Ritter, they've played everybody. So it was a, it was a big test for Donovan because they haven't played the, the level of teams that Cape Girardeau, but they still have a great team with a good record. So it was a good test for them to see what they can do against Notre Dame, a team that's kind of been the best team out of Southeast Missouri in recent years. They were in the Final Four and Class Four. They've kind of, kind of ruled things as well. And they've got some great players, young talent as well. They're all going to play at a pretty good college level. So it was it was a big crowd at Donovan, and uh, I watched it on the. It, it, it was a lot of fun, uh, and it was an overtime game. It lived up to the hype. I mean, it it, it ended up being a Donovan, the home team, coming away with a 55-53 victory as well. And it, the, the twist and turns, the momentum swings throughout the game. It was just it was just something else. It was. It was almost like district state level uh, uh, excitement in this game as well. And this particular game, the two game, the two players are really impressed were the the two tall girls, as I said, uh, the bigs. Uh, first for Donovan, Kenzie Reedus, a six foot one senior, had a tremendous performance. She had twenty five points and eleven rebounds, and she really controlled things inside. When you know when things were struggling, she get the ball inside, she get a basket, and just kind of calm things down. Showed that great senior leadership because uh, Donovan's a real young team. They played some good freshmen, but Kenzie kind of. Show that senior veteran leadership when things started getting a little bit excited out there. And then obviously with the game on the line with 18 seconds left, it was tied at 53 in overtime. Kenzie steps to the free throw line and hits two free throws calmly. And then they get a final stop and win the game. For Notre Dame, their big player, uh, senior, uh, excuse me, sophomore, Nevea Lucius had a very good game. She had 18 points. And of course, she plays great defense. She's one of the best shot blockers in the state, just a sophomore. More and uh, she had a big offensive rebound late. Uh, they, I think, to cut the lead to one, and then they were down by three with about ten seconds left. She got the ball about twenty feet from the basket. She jumped up and shot and knocked down a three-point shot. Now, Vea usually does her business around the rim, but she jumped up and knocked down a three-point shot to tie the game, which was the shot that put the game into overtime. I was like, "Oh no, she didn't." <laughs> yes, she did. It was a fantastic shot, and uh, uh, it was just just. Uh, Big example of how exciting the game was. What's also exciting is that this is probably the first game of uh, a probable rematch, which would take place because they're in the same district. They're class four. They're both in district one. Well, this time, I believe Cape Notre Dame is hosting the district. So uh, if they were to run it back, that could be another exciting game uh, in about a month or so. Before we get out of here, I want to talk about some of the, we had some some of the tournament winners and then some on the girls' side and also a few special announcements, career achievements as well. First, the Washington tournament was won by Ursuline Academy. They've had a very good season as well and they're led by Everlyn Shane a six foot sophomore uh, forward who's had a tremendous year she had a 35 point game in one of the games as well in the Harrisburg tournament in mid-Missouri it was Centralia uh, defeating Fayette for the championship Centralia that's their second tournament win I believe they won their own tournament earlier this year uh, led by Braylon Brockhorst a sophomore 5'10 she had 18 points 
And in the California tournament, it was the host team, the Pintos of California. They defeated a battle to win the championship. Now, this game was a, a week off in the making because I think it was because of the weather. It got postponed a week. So California coming off uh, playing in the Knicks tournament, able to defeat a very good battle team to win the championship. And once again, congratulate to some of these players and coaches on special career achievements. First, Lucy Newberry out of Marionville High School, the Comets. She scored her 15th point uh, recently. Lucy's a great player, a 5'10 senior guard. Course plays for the Missouri Flight uh, during the summer for Dale Lambert, a great program as well. And Lucy, I watched her play in the Walnut Grove Christmas tournament, a very good player. Macy Harmon of Northeast Cairo, I watched her a few weeks ago in the Salisbury tournament. Uh, she got her 1,000 points. She's a very talented 6'2 junior forward. Zoe Davis out of Boonville High School, they just won the Stover tournament about, a, oh, about three weeks ago, and she scored her thousandth point. Uh, Zoe's a very good player. And I talked about Malia Rogers, obviously, of Montgomery County, uh, becoming their all-time leading scorer. And Breonna Hurd of Waynesville High School, one of the best players in the state. I got her ranked number one in the class of 2024. She became the school's all-time leading scorer. She's got well over 2,000 points, and uh, she's also their point guard, forward, center, power forward, shooter does everything and of course she's headed to the ACC uh, to play for the University of Virginia and on the coaching side Steve Carvajal of Meadville class one number one got his 300th career victory this past week and uh, of course he's got the number one team they were the defending class one state champions and they're on a winning streak of 50 in a row of course they were 31 and 0 last year and they're 19 and 0 so uh, looking forward looking to try to repeat at the class one state champions so uh, a lot of good competition around there but uh, they're the team to beat as well so we'll see what happens there so that wraps up another edition of the Earl Time podcast we look forward to talking about some more great basketball through Throughout the week, as we get closer and closer to March Madness, of course, we'd like to thank our new sponsor, State Farm agent Justin Faust out of St. Charles, Missouri, and of course, TW Constructors. And of course, we'd like to thank our young and talented producer, Richard Austin Jr. Look forward to talking more basketball with you next week. We'll see you soon.